Hello, and welcome to this week's special Halloween episode of Do You Still Like Me? A podcast for the unhinged, by the unhinged. My name is Jace. And my name is Ray. <laughs> How was that? I was not fucking ready. <laughs> No one Jace, was. Jace, Jace didn't tell me they were going to do that. They just dropped that on me. <laughs> like, I, lo- I log on to the Zoom. We're like, all right, yeah, let's press record. And they launch into that. I'm trying <laughs> not to giggle and ruin it. It's, uh, <laughs> it was my little Halloween treat for you. Thank you. Thank you. I do love a Halloween treat because it's bloody Halloween, everyone, which is Ree's favourite holiday ever. <laughs> I'm a big... <laughs> Big Halloween fan, if uh, you guys couldn't tell by... That surprises me. That doesn't yeah. seem to track with what I know about you. I know, right? Me into creepy stuff? No way. <laughs> what I find funny mm. is that last week we were like, yeah, we'll wear costumes. And we rock up to the recording and neither of us are wearing a costume. Look, it is oppressively hot today. Yes. It is really, really bloody warm. Um, my, I mean, my weather app says that it's 26 degrees, but I, I don't trust it. I do not yeah, trust weather that. apps are full of shit. I think it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, it might technically be 26 degrees, but it fucking feels like 35. Mine says it's, 26 as well. Yeah. It's very humid. It's fucking horrific. Yes. Yes. You guys are supposed to be getting a storm. Yep. Very, very, uh, you know, but I mean, storms are creepy. Oh, yeah. So it adds um, to the, the ambiance, the atmosphere. I might add some thunderclaps throughout <laughs> the episode. <laughs> oh, it'll add to the atmosphere. Oh. Oh. That was terrible. I hate myself. <laughs> I like that we're usually like, hey, but this time we're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, we both have come to this uh, recording feeling pretty fucking low. Yeah. I <laughs> had a massive cry this afternoon, mm-hmm. huge breakdown. Yep. Um, Ray hasn't been feeling too great either. Yes, I've been having a bloody, uh, bloody tough time of it uh, mental health wise. Having a Yay. really bad mental health day. I did text Jace before the recording being like, I feel really low. But I'll perk up as soon as we start recording because mm-hmm. we say that every time and it works yep. every time. The second we both get on Mike, we're just fine. <laughs> poor Mike. We just hop on him and he just can't handle us. <laughs> Your poor long-suffering husband. <laughs> Who has, has some very appropriate Beetlejuice hair going right now. It's true, he does. Yes. I did his hair green. Yes. I did a really good it job. Looks I'm great. really happy. It seriously looks really, really bloody good. Um he changed Do you wanna know something? Oh. I did foils. Oh my god. Wow. I know. Look at you. I mean, look, it was good enough that he changed his Facebook profile picture for the first time it's in true. God knows how long. Um, Two years, I think. Two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I change mine like once a month because I need people to know what I look like at all times. I changed mine twice the other day on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Michael now has a spiffy little photo of him with cool green hair playing the guitar. Um, yeah, at the party because, I went to, at which the was party. awesome. Yes, yes, we were talking about this. Uh, you went to a party on the weekend. I did. It was pretty good. A couple of bands played. 
I was, yeah. as we predicted, texting Ree the whole entire time. Texting me the whole goddamn time. <laughs> but I found a dog. There was a dog. There was a dog. I had to text you. I was fucking cleaning most of the weekend. Because um, I, yeah, sometimes I have to do uh, adult things. Sometimes I have to have my shit together. I have my shit together for one day. <laughs> one day. And uh, needless to say, later that night, I ended up uh, hanging out with my ex-girlfriend and several of her friends at an apartment in Homebush that I'd never been to before, drinking gin. Um, so <laughs> that's that's what happens when I try to be an adult. I just can't handle it. And then I immediately need to go and do something incredibly fucking stupid. Very good. <laughs> Adulting is scary. It okay? is terrifying. It's very it's- nice segue. Mm, you're welcome. <laughs> should we get into it? I think we should get into it. Thank you so much, guys, for the response that we got. We got a few. Um, we got a few. I was messaging Jason. I was like, Jace, please tell me that people sent stuff in because I can't fucking think of anything. <laughs> and they did. I was so worried that no one was going to send anything in. I'm so happy. And Jace, being the keeper of the socials and all of that, Jace has seen these. And I have not. Mm-hmm. So this is always fun. <laughs> it's fun because it. one of us can screen them and then the other one gets to be surprised. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Do you, first of all, do you want a trick or a treat? Ooh. Um, I just decided, just then I decided that I'm going to separate them into tricks and treats. Oh, I love this. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd like to start with a trick. Okay. A trick. Yes. So this trick, we're starting off with a horror breakup story. Oh, no. Oh, no. You picked trick. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just like, this is probably going to hit home for me because basically all of my breakups have been horror breakups. <laughs> this one might make you feel a little bit better. Oh, someone fucked up more than me for once. That's interesting. All right, let's do it. <laughs> this trick is... My ex and I went on a family holiday with my family to Europe. This was the second time we had gone. My brother lived in France. We got like three quarters into this family holiday and he goes, "Uh, actually, I'm cheating on you and I don't want to marry you or be with you. Sorry. We had a week of the holiday to go. Oh, my God. (gasps) We then spent a week in Rome with my parents and like didn't tell them because I didn't want to ruin the holiday. Oh. And then finally it was time to go home and our flight got so delayed that we missed our connecting flight. So we got stuck at the airport in Italy for six hours, then stuck in Dubai overnight after this horrific breakup. No luggage, no charges that worked on PowerPoints in the UAE. Just us alone with my rage and his cheating self. Anyway, it was bad. Not a good holiday. Holy shit. I am so sorry to this person. That that is actually horrific. That is awful. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. What a piece of like, shit. You couldn't have done it before the holiday or after the holiday. You had to do it while you're on the while fucking holiday. While you're on the fucking holiday. While you're on the holiday. I first of all, I don't understand why you do that to a person. Second, I don't understand why you do that to yourself. Right? Like you're just making things worse for yourself. You're already being a fucking dickhead by cheating on someone. And then you, you're on holiday with the person you're cheating on. You decide to break up with and them in their the family of it. and their family, and oh, they didn't. And they didn't tell the. Fa- oh my god. Okay, yeah. Look, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of a lot of doozies, but shit. 
it's never been quite that bad. My condolences and also my congratulations for being able to top my breakups for yeah. once. Wow. <laughs> and also congratulations for not fucking marrying that piece oh, of shit. Oh, thank God. Look, babes, you really dodged a bullet there. You really, really did. I'm oh, so sorry yeah. that you got stuck in the airport with this guy, but imagine being stuck in a marriage with him. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot harder to get out of a shitty marriage than it is to get out of a shitty fucking airport. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my trick for you. Oh my god. Well, I think after that we need a treat. I think after that I think we, need we do a need a treat. Bloody hell. Let's go with a treat. We got one that says yearly reminder that Lucy Lou claims to have had the best sex possible with a ghost. For no particular reason, does either of you know how to become a ghost? Like, are there particular steps to take? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, okay, I have thought about this before. Let's go. Like, I no, I would, I would totally fuck a ghost. Look, we know who I am. Oh yeah. If there are two things that I like, it's creepy shit and sex. So like, Combining it just totally, That's... it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. And look, half of our text conversations <laughs> are about fucking Mothman. <laughs> yes. Yep. We do talk a lot about fucking. We Mothman. like cryptids. We do like cryptids. I think it's and, the mystery I mean, of it all, really. That I we think like. so. I think so. I mean, a ghost doesn't count as a cryptid, but no. it's definitely like on the supernatural paranormal exactly. side of things. Which reminds me, another celebrity that I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of has admitted to the fact that she had a sexual encounter with a ghost. In fact, I think she's actually... I, mean, I need to look this up. But I think, from the ad that I saw, I think she might be starting a podcast <gasps> about that. Oh... Give me, give me a second. Once, once I can confirm this, I will tell you who it is. It might be someone that I've got on my little list here. So you tell me who it is. It's both a shocker and also not a shocker. It is Kesha. Yes. 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 She's on my list. I love <gasps> Kesha. Me too. I actually oh my God, really. A podcast. I know. I'm. I'm gonna check. This is a treat. I'm gonna check. Yeah. No. She. She has a fucking podcast. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, it's been out. It's been out for a while. Why have I only just heard about this? Because I only heard about this recently. But I've got some shit here from like 2020. So Okay, we'll pause this. Pause this podcast. Go and subscribe to Kesha's <laughs> podcast. And then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. Fucking get I can't on wait. I love her. She's amazing. So- I went and saw her a couple years ago. Absolutely incredible. I did sob my eyes out during praying. I sobbed my Aww. fucking eyes out. But it was it was incredible. I wore a leopard print jacket. It was a great time. I loved you in that jacket, <laughs> by the way. Um, it's a good jacket. So Lucy Lou's sexual encounter, she was trying to nap on her futon and she says some sort of spirit came down from God knows where and made love to me. It was sheer bliss. I felt everything. I climaxed and then he floated away. It was almost like what might have happened to Mary. That's how it felt. Something came down and touched me and now it watches over me. Oh my God. That's pretty fucking. And now he watches over her? That's so romantic. I want a ghost boyfriend. Where's my ghost boyfriend? Patrick Swayze, we know you're listening from heaven. Come Come be my ghost boyfriend. (laughs) So um, when I got that one, I was very mm. intrigued to see yeah. which other celebrities also have had sexual encounters with ghosts. And okay. There is quite a few. I found, uh, okay, did come across Kesha. Yeah. And she says that her song Supernatural was inspired by having sexy time with a ghost. Uh, she proclaimed on Conan that she went to the bone zone with a ghost. <laughs> 
and then God, claimed on Jimmy Kimmel Live that her vagina was haunted. <laughs> May I just say, same. <laughs> same. I, Kesha's a, Kesha's a fucking icon, honestly. If there's anything I want to be in life, it's basically goth Kesha. I feel like that's very much my vibe, actually. It is actually. goth act- Kesha. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> uh, Anna Nicole Smith. Does not surprise me. She's had sex with a ghost. Not surprising. She said that a ghost would crawl up her leg and have sex with her at an apartment a long time ago in Texas. Yeehaw. She said she used to think it was her boyfriend and one day she woke up and it wasn't. It was like a spirit and it woo went up. I was freaked out about it, but then I was like, well, you know what? He's never hurt me and he just gave me some amazing sex, so I have no problem. Mm. <laughs> you know what, babe? Good for you. I hope you met up with that ghost. I hope they're happy together now. Yeah, I hope they're happy in heaven together. Aww. (laughs) I love this so much. Dan Aykroyd also, which is very fitting because he was in Ghostbusters. He also, well, I mean, he also, there is a scene in Ghostbusters where he gets a blowy from a ghost. He says, he felt an unseen presence in my bed, no less, when we lived in Mama Cass's, Cass's Hollywood estate. And in a 2013 interview with Esquire, he reported cuddling with a male ghost in his bed and thinking, I'm just going to roll over and snuggle up next to it. We love queer ghost icon. That's sick. I love it. I love that. I really like that he doesn't discriminate if it's a dude ghost or, you know, whatever gender the ghost is. Mm. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to roll with this because it feels nice and I like it. Oh, I want to cuddle a ghost. I know. Uh... Ice T's wife, Coco. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> she has had sex with a ghost. Um, nice. She's the only one on this list that I found who was like, mm, actually, I didn't consent to that. So uh, she said that a perverted ghost groped her. I was watching TV and I was wearing a nightie and I felt my dress move up my leg. I looked down and got freaked out. I pushed it down, watched TV, felt it again, and I could see it being pulled up. And then I felt a guy breathing in my ear. Which is fucked up, ghosts. Come on, man. Like, get get a little consent. If you try it, I know you can't talk, but if you try it and they're like, no, that's not happening, don't just keep fucking trying it. Just be like, all right. You can't talk, but you can listen. Like, come exactly. on. Come on, mate. Jesus. She has said that uh, since she married Ice-T, you know, ghosts have tried to fuck her. So, and you know what? <laughs> if I, if, if the chick look. that I was trying to fuck married Ice-T, I also would be like, okay. You don't Back fuck with I. You do not fuck with Ice T. You, you really you fucking don't. Really don't. <laughs> so that's that's uh, a couple of the ones that I found. I didn't go through all of them. I didn't mm. read all of them. But that's yeah. a few celebs who have had sex with ghosts. Oh, I love this. So my question this. to you is. Oh, okay. I'm not going to ask you if you would let a ghost fuck you because I know the answer. Is yeah. if. <laughs> If you were a ghost and you could have uh-huh. consensual ghost sex with a celebrity and they are into it, which celebrity would you have ghost sex with? And which celebrity do you think it would be the most uh, into ghost sex? Matthew Gray Goobler. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the man is Halloween, basically. Like, he he is so into Halloween, which is, again, one of the reasons I'm so into him. Um... I think he would dig ghost sex. I think he'd be down for that. Either that or maybe Gerard Way, but Gerard is happily married. I don't want to be a hot... That's it, yeah. I don't want to be a homewrecker. 
even as a ghost. <laughs> I don't I'd go with that. I don't want to be a poltergeist for his relationship. Like that's that's not cool. <laughs> Not cool, not on. But if he was, if if he was single, then one hundred percent Gerard Way. Also, uh, I think he'd be down for that, dude. Dude is into some weird shit. Um, like he, but he loves like horror movies and like creepy stuff as well. Um, I mean, d- he's lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Like, obviously. Could you imagine <laughs> so, the yeah. go- the? Could you imagine the song he would write if he got fucked by a ghost? He'd write a fucking banger. It would be, mm-hmm. pardon the pun, but it would be haunting. <laughs> I think it would be really very good. Oh my god! Yes. What about you? Have you thought about this? You know what? I really haven't. Which is weird because I thought of asking you this question the other day, <laughs> and I really should have come prepared. But you know, it's me, so obviously I didn't. It's because you. It's because you knew I would have an answer yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. I and I see you bursting to say it before I even got my sentence yeah. out. <laughs> I was just sitting there like, like, oh, mm, 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 mm. Um, um, if you could have sex with the ghost of any celebrity, ooh. who would you have sex with? Oh my god! Ooh, mm, let's mm, see. Mm. What what dead what dead celeb would you? Oh, they have to be dead now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like like yeah, like a currently dead ooh. celebrity. That's really hard. Um. See, my basic response is Zelda Fitzgerald just because I love her and I feel like she would want the touch of someone who is not a male. That would be a wild time. That would right. be fun, I think. She was bi, so. Yeah. And she wasn't allowed to explore her sexuality in life, so maybe yeah. she'd like to do it in death. Once again, this is an F. Scott Fitzgerald hate podcast. Yes. F. Scott Fitzgerald, fuck you. F. Scott Fitzgerald, fuck you. Anytime, um, he, anytime he comes up, I'm just like, oh, I yep. fucking hate that guy. Yeah. <gasps> Hemingway. I would have. Hemingway! Yeah, would, oh, yes. yeah. 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 Like, yeah. He'd, be, he'd be a dick, but I reckon he'd be a good lay. Yeah. Yeah. He um, was a massive cunt, yeah. but you massive know Massive cunt. Massive cunt. Um, I was thinking for me, probably Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I that think, I think Kurt, yeah. <laughs> of course it fucking tracks. <laughs> I would have to very strategically uh, hide the fact that I have a tattoo of one of his wife's lyrics. <laughs> uh, which I don't, I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast before. I don't my think first, so. My first ever tattoo, um, I got on my arm, I got Live Through This, uh, which is the name of a whole album and it's also um, like a lyric on said album. Um, this was before I knew that uh, Courtney was kind of a cunt. Mm. Um, however, that album is still very important to me. I have it on vinyl. Um, it The tattoo is in my own handwriting as well, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I would have to like, and it's on my, it's like, it's on my forearm as well it's not on my upper arm so like Mm. I would I don't know I'd have to like wear a really big bracelet well maybe I don't know (laughs) wrap it up in a bandage oh Kurt oh I broke my arm oh I'm so sad (laughs) fuck me (laughs) fuck the pain away fuck the pain (laughs) fuck the pain away do you remember the time that I went through a horrific breakup Mm. and I helped you clean your garage the day after Mm -hmm. 
and we just blasted fuck the pain away yep. the whole time and i was sobbing yeah <laughs> to fuck the pain away i was like 15 yeah, i was tell 15 you what, that garage got clean got the that shit cleaned out that garage got so clean and i hope the family that's living there now appreciates the pain clean that we went through it was painful uh it was cathartic it was and it was clean <laughs> i have mm. a this one I haven't read because it just popped up. Ooh. So, <gasps> oh my god! Cut off the presses, guys. We told you to get them in early. <laughs> but you know what? I respect you being late because I am honestly also like perfect. That. Perfect. Since we don't really celebrate Halloween in Melbourne, when invited to my first aged twelve, I pulled a full Katie Heron, a la Mean Girls, and dressed up as the corpse bride for my first official Halloween. Oh fuck yeah! And all yeah. my friends tried to be sexy. Unfortunately, the hosts lived deep in the Dandenongs in a far-off forest village with no one nearby. Oh, my God. So as a group of tweens, we harassed the few neighbours for some sweets, then tried to kill time in a nearby paddock. We had underestimated the number of cows in the paddock and were chased out by an aggressive herd of cows pissed off at us for invading their space. (laughs) It was terrifying and I was anxious about my outfit, but then we went out to a local spot and mooned a passing plane and I discovered that I liked girl butts, (laughs) which really eased the stress. (laughs) This is a... Whoever you are, you're a fucking beautiful legend. queer origin that story. Rips. That is incredible. I love this. Uh, Corpse Bride. Fuck yeah, that's a banger. Could you oh imagine my God. a oh bunch my- of girls trying to be sexy, like dress sexy? One in and a corpse like bride. Twelve. Uh, and then being chased hmm. by a bull out of a paddock. I have been chased by a bull out of a paddock before. I don't know if I've told this story on the pod before. I don't think you have, but you know what? You have to tell it now. <laughs> I came into this pod being like, oh, I'm so glad that um, the listeners have come up with the content for us because I have nothing. But honestly, <laughs> it's just giving me jumping off points. Um, so I have definitely mentioned before that uh, I come from a farm family mm-hmm. or a bunch of farmers, uh, us Mansells. Um, and basically, when I was a kid, I used to go up to my cousin's farm a lot Uh, And we would basically hoon around in the paddocks in uh, this old Jeep. Uh, So one day it's me, my two cousins and my little brother, Shane, Mm -hmm. shout out to Shane. Um, And we're just, we're just fucking hooning around, having a great time. We're like doing laps around the cows and shit. (laughs) And this bull, he just starts kind of like trotting after us, you know, just at a steady pace. And we're like, oh, hey, he wants to join in. That's that's cute. Ha, 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 ha. We're, I'm like 12. We're like fucking children who should not be driving. <laughs> but, you know, country people, you learn to drive when you're like 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he just starts to pick up speed a little bit. And <clears throat> as much as I talk about how much I love horror, how much I love scary stuff... I am a big wimp. Like, I am actually a big wimp. So I was the first person to be like, guys, I don't I don't know, the, the bull's getting a bit, getting a bit, it's following us, it's getting a bit faster. I, I don't know about <laughs> this. And then, oh, no, no, it's fine. It'll be fine, Re. Oh, don't be a baby. Lol, 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 lol. Um, mate starts running at us full pelt and we're just like, shit! Oh, my God. So we drive for the gate which was, I can't remember if it was open or closed, but we just start fucking like slamming on the pedal, trying to get to the gate. 
Um, we get to the gate and one of us had to hop out and close the gate after us. And this fucking bull is still coming after us. And we're like, close the gate, close the gate. Oh my God, oh my God. Like it was terrifying. I was scared for my life. I was scared I was going to get gored to death by a bull on my cousin's farm at the age of 12. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine if that happened to me? (laughs) The only way that would have been a worse death is if you were dressed as the corpse bride. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, look, it's me. So there's every chance I probably was at the time. Yeah. Well, your everyday outfit. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much goes along with that timber pretty, style. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. I oh my Lord. have a trick-or-treating story. Ooh, okay. Not quite a story, but it's like a half story. A little anecdote. The first time I went trick-or-treating was as a teenager with my friends because, as that other person said, in Australia it wasn't a huge thing when we were younger. Yeah, it's not really a thing It's here, getting yeah. a lot better. There's a, heaps of houses around here that are decorated, so trick-or-treating is going to be sick. Oh, but, that's cute. Uh, yeah. when we were kids, it wasn't a thing. Yeah. So there were two houses of note that we always went to. One was an American family who moved over here and they had the most amazing costumes like and decorations and they would give out like full-size chocolate bars and it was so full good. Full-sized? Full-size, like Mate. big Mars bars. It was Mate. so good. Oh, my God. So we would always go there. Um, so that's the first house we went to, the first time I went trick-or-treating and my friend was like, you have to come here, this is sick. The other house that we went to um, – every time was this old couple who never knew it was Halloween. And if you were the first group there, they would go, oh, we don't have any lollies. Here's some money. Oh. So we always oh. tried to go there first. You're fucking racing. Yeah. And then we went to one house once that this is, this is the one that was the first time that I went trick-or-treating. Went to this person's house and knocked on the door and we were like, trick-or-treat. And he go, he comes to the door and he goes, yep, no worries. Hold on a sec. Goes down the hallway, waits like a, like 30 seconds or so. He comes back. He goes, fuck off, you little cunts. This is, this is Australia, not America. He had a blue ice cream tub filled with water and he just sloshed it <gasps> at us. That's awful. I think I was maybe 12 or 13. And yeah, he was like calling us little cunts and then he just completely saturated us with water. That's I was so horrified. So awful. Fuck that guy. It was so bad. Let, I was like let crying. Let children and... have fun. Let kids yeah. d- do things. Jesus. Exactly. And 12 is a child. Yeah. You're a That's fucking still baby. Young. You are a baby. Yes. But then, yeah, we found the other two houses that we would always go to. Yeah. And we would just, we, the years after wet. That, we would just hit up those two. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Fuck that guy. Old couple first and then the house with the full-size chocolate bars. And then we'd just go and sit yeah. in a park or in a gutter and just eat. And just eat, <laughs> eat your chocolate and then Eat your chocolate split bars. Split up our money. Split up your money. Because <laughs> you can use the money to buy more chocolate bars. Exactly. <laughs> I loved eating. <laughs> <laughs> A Halloween party story. Ooh, yes. File under unhinged. Sexual behavior under the influence of alcohol. Babe, you oh. are in very good company oh. here. Oh. Very, very good company. You mean my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my whole life before I got sober. You mean everything I have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> 
In my first year of uni, I lived at a residential college, so I drank a lot and so did everyone else. Someone who lived off campus had a Halloween party, so I dressed up as a sexy witch with my tits out, obviously. And after the party, a group of us got back to college and we were in a common room and one of the boys, probably the hottest boy in my year group, somehow ended up sucking on my nipples on the huge couch in the common room. Other people on the couch. We didn't kiss on the mouth or anything and there wasn't really an attraction between us other than him liking my boobs. Very weird. I just like the attention angel emoji. Uh, I don't know if this is appropriate for the pod, but YOLO, funny story. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is appropriate. uh, That's extremely appropriate for the pod. (laughs) Oh my God. This person, I love you. Um, uh, Incredible. Incredible. Sucked on the nipples. No kissing. No kissing. Not into them. Just a, just a little nip suck, you know, a little Halloween nip suck. Why not? What I want to know Trick is or treat. what I want to know is what the boy was dressed as. Oh, like, yeah. Can that. we can we get some information on that, please? If you hear we, this, please tell us yes, what the boy we would was like dressed to as. Know what he if was dressed anything, as. if anything, because if there's something I fucking hate, it is people who go to costume parties and don't wear and a don't costume. wear a fucking costume. Like, look, it is so easy. To just, you can do something low effort. You can do something mm-hmm. seriously low effort. Fucking draw some whiskers on your face and wear little cat ears. And, exactly. You know, or even just with clothes that you own. Like, you can basically cosplay as characters from things. Exactly. You can, it's so easy to put a costume together. It's, it's so not, easy. It's not always going to be a good you costume. Could, you could just be Jim from The Office. Put on a button up. You're fucking Jim. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite white boy. Well, do white, that face. White boy's favorite white boy. Um, what has been your best Halloween costume that you've done? Fuck. Um, not a Halloween. Oh. Not a Halloween oh, costume. Okay. You should remember this one. Oh, my eighteenth. When I came to your birthday party. Yes, yes. I think about this so much. Dressed. <laughs> Fucking say it. I went. The theme. The, the theme, theme was, toy, was box. toy box. Was toy box. Okay. I decided to be a little shit, and I came dressed as a Rubik's cube. And then they called themselves the whole night when they said, "Oh, what are you?" They were like, "I'm a Rubik's cube." <laughs> Did I? I can't remember. Yes. That, that is something I would do. That is something I. Would it was do. fun. That's actually that's what we cleaned the garage for. That's what we cleaned the garage for because the party was in the garage. Um, mm-hmm. you you painted like toys on the walls. It looked great. Yeah, I painted a mural. I made a paper mache Lego block that was yeah. huge. Yeah, it was and a very good party. I yeah tried to get full size props. Um, yeah, I painted massive toys. So it was like a toy room, and everyone dressed as something from a toy box. It's fun. <laughs> I went as a fucking Rubik's tell you what though that was it was kind of genius move it was great Absolute i was so happy move um because i so what i did was i got a cardboard box and i put the you know the colored squares on it mm-hmm. and then i cut up a pair of old stockings um and basically made them into suspenders to hold the box on me and then under that i just wore all black mm-hmm. so it, i could just take the box off and just be in a regular re-outfit. So I didn't have to be in costume if I didn't want to. Um, I could just take it off, you know, just whatever. Um, but yeah, and honestly, for something that seriously took no effort, like, I don't know, like 
It was miles better than what some of the other people were wearing. I ended up dressing as a dolly. Which yes, you did. I thought I looked pretty cute, but also I ended up leaving it to the last minute because I was so focused on organizing the, the party yeah. that I didn't even think about my own costume. Yeah. And so I didn't even have the best costume at my own party. And then some fucking dickhead came with a friend mm. and then that friend ended up running through my back fence, like literally running all the way through it. I, what? I don't remember that. He ran I, all, it was a color bond fence and he ran right at the fence and ended up splitting it. <laughs> and then he fell right through the fence. What the fuck? Yeah. Is this anyone I would remember? I probably uh, not. He was tall and he had like curly dark hair. Oh, I think I thought he was hot maybe. Yeah, probably. Oh, probably. <laughs> sounds like something you would think is hot. Probably. My best Halloween costume was so low effort Mm-hmm. It was when I was, oh, it might have even been when I was 18. And I went to my friend's gig and I was in love with this friend. I, I loved him so much. Um, and I went to his band's gig and it was a Halloween gig and everyone was dressed up. And all I did was uh, used my friend's foundation I think I think I know what band this is. Yeah, you would know what band this is. Because yes. I've, I've been to one of their gigs with yes, you. Yes, you have. Yep. And they are the reason that I went to a pub for the first time. But Yes. I think I think we've told that story. I think we have. It was you, one of you the guys s- in that band. It was yeah. his birthday. Yeah, yeah. I had a crush on one of the other guys in that band. Um, you snuck me in to the Cornhouse mm-hmm. Hotel, which funnily enough is where I went last night. So <laughs> yep. I was sitting there thinking about that. Oh my god, but yes, their Halloween gig. I vaguely remember this, yes. I have, yeah, I have photos, actually, of my thing. But I went with a friend uh, who was very white. Mm. And so all I did was used her foundation to to make my face white. She was probably your colour or lighter, even. That's impossible. Mm, not really. Uh, yeah, it was like, Jesus. I'll show you the photo and I'll upload it as well. Yes. White, also, like white. Also, you need to upload. I, I, you, you have to have a photo of me as the Rubik's Cube somewhere. I do somewhere. Excellent. If you can find it, that's got to go up as I'll well. I'll have a look. Yeah. So I used her foundation. I used eyeshadow under my eyes, lipstick along my neck and, you know, cuts and stuff. And just basically did like a dead ghost look. Um, and I wore one, one leather glove and like a vintage dress and made my hair all messy and all that kind of stuff and went as pretty much like a dead, like a zombie chick yeah, and went to their gig. Yeah. And it was so much fun because one of our other friends dressed as one of our friends that was in the band and he dressed up as her and he looked pretty much exactly like her. Oh my God. It was so funny. But yeah, that was my best costume. And so me and this friend, because we're from the Western suburbs of Sydney. Yes. We would stay at a hostel when we went into the gigs because they were late night and we just didn't want to bother catching the train on our own back at like midnight and all that kind of stuff. So we we ended up putting all our stuff at this hostel, going to this gig, and then we, we basically kick-ons afterwards, went to a different bar mm. and then just kept drinking and drank at that bar. And then after that, we went to... We went to Purple Sneakers. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> pretty much had fun there. And then after that, 
we went to this guy's house that I was in love with, that he lived with a couple of the other members. We went to his house and just fucking hung out there and watched TV and all that kind of shit. And then it was the morning. So we went back to the hostel, got our stuff, checked out and went home. Yeah, it was basically just a place where you put your stuff. Was this exactly? The, was this the hostel that's like right next to Broadway Shopping Centre? Yes. Yeah, I was with you that day. Yes, you were with me that day and then you had to go. Well, yeah, I had to go because I wasn't invited to the fucking gig. And, I mean, also I was underage. Um, like I would have had you there, but yeah. you were... Yeah. Fuck, I miss that. Getting into gigs for free because your friends were playing and you were on the right. door. Oh, my God. Right? But oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, no, I remember that day because, like, we hung out during the day and then I had to yes. go. And I was and really, I was really bummed I couldn't come to the gig with you guys. <laughs> I wanted you to go so bad. I would have had so much fun. But also you would have fucking, it would have been very irresponsible of me to take you. Yes. So I'm not that bad, everyone. I would not have taken Rhea to a gig where I knew that I was going to be drinking. and Exactly. No, you just take a bunch of children to see Clerks too. That's it. None of those children were drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Also, also that time that you snuck me into the pub, I didn't drink anything. I was just there. Exactly. Both of us were just there. We just rocked up because it was his birthday and we're like, hey, happy birthday. Here's a card. Okay, see ya. I got to go. Yeah. And we left. Yeah. Yeah. Your first pub experience. (laughs) Yeah. So that was my Halloween. Have you been to a good Halloween party or anything like that? Um, I've been to one good Halloween party, but it was also horrifying. Oh. Okay. So. Oh, God, we got an okay so. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So um, at the time, I was very close friends with this girl. Like, we were, like, besties. So I helped her during the day, like, set up for the party and everything. Um, And she wasn't really in my main group of, like, Newtown friends, but had met a few of them. We ended up inviting a few of them to the party. And -hmm. there was this boy that I was in love with. Um, I've spoken about this boy a lot on this podcast, actually. He's the one that... I I puked on his dick. He's the one that I mm-hmm. dumped the abusive piss guy for. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but this was before we were dating. Um, and I was so in love with this guy. Um, so we go to this part. We, we have this party. I'm dressed up as a sexy witch. Um, I was going to dress as Marceline from Adventure Time, but I couldn't find grey body paint. So I had to oh. very last minute dress up as a sexy witch, which was very easy with my wardrobe. Yep. Um, it's everyone's go-to, either dead dead girl, sexy witch. Yeah. He turns up to this party dressed as Indiana Jones. He looks really, Aww. really good. He looks really good. Um, anyway, so we're having a good time. Um, you know, whatever. At some point, like, he goes off somewhere. And I'm like, okay, whatever, cool. He just, he's probably in the house. I was, like, out the back, like, drinking and smoking with everyone. I go inside to get something from my friend's room because I had left all my stuff in there because I was staying the night because I helped with the party and everything. Also, I don't think I lived in the inner west at the time. I think I still lived in Blacktown at this point. So everyone else lived in the area. I didn't, so I was going to crash. I go into her room and what do I find but this guy that I'm in love with having sex with someone else? (laughs) Now, we we were not together at this point. So, you know... He didn't do anything wrong. No, but it would have been devastating. The look on my face and the look on his face, just both complete and utter horror. Complete and utter horror. Um, oh, God. So what did I do? Hexed I, him. 
I went home with another guy <laughs> because I was did. sad. I went home with this absolutely disgusting man. I, I was not attracted to him at mm-hmm. all. He lived in fucking Bankstown. <laughs> so I did not, I didn't, I didn't even end up staying in the inner West. I went to oh, fucking no. Bankstown. Oh, Ray. And had sex with this guy and he had the messiest house I'd ever seen. Like I had to wade through stuff to get to his bed. Oh, the sex Ray. was fine. The sex was fine. But anyway. I so... don't think I've ever looked <laughs> as heartbroken for you as I am right now. <laughs> I look. I was. I was drunk and I was sad and I was twenty two. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... that's what Taylor Swift sang about. I don't know about you. I'm feeling twenty two. Might go and fuck some guy, <laughs> even though I'm not attracted to him. <laughs> so the next day, I text the the guy, the first guy, yes. Indiana Jones. In mm-hmm. fact, you know what? From now on, if I ever talk about Indy. him, I'll just refer to him as Indiana Jones. Yes, yeah. Indy. Indy. Um, so I text Indy mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know. I, I, we had been like orbiting around each other for years. Like we had met like three or four years earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I text him and I'm like, you know, I'm in love with you, right? Mm-hmm. You know what he texted back? Who's this? You know, I'm in love with you too, right? <sighs> <laughs> And then I texted back, so what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, not long after that, we started um, we started dating. Now, I realise that this may be a bit confusing to people, as mm-hmm. the previous timeline that I established is that I was with the abusive guy at the time. Mm-hmm. I was still technically with the abusive guy, but we weren't in an exclusive relationship. Mm-hmm. I was allowed to fuck other people. Um, so Which just, clearing, just clearing that up, I, I did not cheat on the horrible abusive cunt that I dated. <laughs> I am all for um, open relationships <laughs> yeah. and polyamory. Yeah. Uh, obviously I am. Yeah. But I'm also for cheating on abusive guys. Sorry. Sorry. Look, it, um, was, it was one of those situations where, like, I had I had to get out. Like, I had to I fucking think, get out. So I took... I think so, cheating I, is terrible. But cheating is terrible. But, like... Abusers are not people, so fuck that. Yeah, yeah. It was one of, the, it was one of those things. I just had to get out so fucking bad yeah. um, that I would take solace in other people. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So um, me and Indy ended up dating. That breakup went horribly. Uh, mm-hmm. It was probably one of the most influential relationships I've ever been in. It still haunts me to this day. (laughs) Yeah, but we're friends. We're friends. So it's, it's fine. But But yeah. Still haunting. Mm, Yes. Haunting. Appropriate. (laughs) Speaking of haunting. Yes. Let's have some more stuff. I recently moved to Sydney North Shore and finally went for my first exploration around the bay near my house. Deciding to venture off away from my partner, I took a small rocky trail through the bush and found some lovely pockets of beach. After a while, I found myself standing in front of an old abandoned building. Windows were boarded up and there was no sight of anyone around. The place was giving me bad vibes and I knew I wasn't welcome. Once I found my way towards the main road again, I realised that I had actually stumbled upon the deepest, darkest corner of the old Gladesville Hospital, which started as the Tarbon Creek Mentalist Tarbon Creek Mental Asylum in the 1830s. 
The facility was built on the Parramatta River as they thought proximity to the sea would be beneficial to people's health. Hey, send us to the seaside. Send us to the seaside for our health. (laughs) Over 1,200 people died as a result of the treatment they received in the facility and they are buried throughout the grounds. Most graves are unmarked and a quarter of the deaths were not logged, so we don't know the names of everyone who passed as a result of this suffering. These days, the old hospital buildings are either abandoned or repurposed for government agencies. The New South Wales Mental Health Commission now resides in one of the buildings, supposedly as a commitment to never repeat the atrocities that occurred there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, is it bad that I want to go? Like, No, because that tracks for who you are as a person. I want to do, I want to do a fucking like ghost tour so bad. I know that there are some places in Sydney that you can do those. Um, and that just reminds me of another story, actually. Um, when you thought you wouldn't have any stories. Oh God, no, this is just providing me with so much inspiration. Um, when I was a kid, um, the first primary school I went to, um, I didn't really have many friends. Uh, basically I I feel, Mm -hmm. I feel like the other kids in my grade were nice to me out of obligation. (laughs) Um, but anyway, I got invited to this one girl's birthday party. Now her family owned, uh, like this big plot of land. And I think they owned the, the pound at Blacktown as well. Hmm. Um, so big, big plot of land. The house was on there. The pound was on there and there was like bush. Um, I, I think it was her birthday anyway. So, uh, they're like, oh, we're going to do a ghost tour. Which was basically just someone leading us through the bush and, like, her brothers running around in the distance making noises and scary sounds. Now, as I have previously mentioned, I am a gigantic wimp. I am a mm-hmm. big baby. Um, so, basically, <laughs> what happened was... Um, her brothers are fucking running around in the background making noises. I know that now. At the time, I did not. I was a mm-hmm. child. Um, given I was at my first primary school, I would have been under the age of 10 at the time because mm-hmm. uh, I switched schools when I was 10. Um, basically, I fucking screamed, nearly pissed my pants. Thankfully, I didn't. And one of the adults had to take me back up to the house because I was freaking out so badly and I had, to, I had to sit out the rest of the thing. I'm just sitting up in the house on the couch just Aww. like... Just, like, sad that, like, I had embarrassed myself in front of potential friends. I didn't get invited to any birthday parties after that. Um, Fuck them. And scared out of my mind because I'm a little wimpy baby. So, technically, I have been on a very shitty ghost tour in which I basically ran home. (laughs) Look, I totally respect your wimpiness when it comes to ghost tours because, as we have mentioned on this pod before, I fully believe in ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. Same. And, like, bad energy and all that sort of bullshit. Um, I, don't, I don't go on ghost tours. That was that time that I did when I was dating the guy whose mum ran the ghost tours. Yeah. But that was just because I was into someone and I wanted them to like me and I wanted to be around them. Mm-hmm. I didn't love being on a ghost tour because yeah. I, I just feel like – I know that you're into it and you want to go and all that kind of stuff, but I – do not because I feel like that's their business. That's that's their shit. I, yeah. If I go, 
and I'm not welcome, then I'm there going, hey, hoo-hoo, I'm in your house and you didn't want me there. Mm. And then they have every right to haunt my ass to fucking scare the shit out of me. And I just feel like, oh, I would be inviting that. You know what? That, that's, that's kind of fair, actually. That is kind of fair. I didn't really think about that. I'm just going to be stomping around in someone's home like, what up, ghosts? It's like when someone gets attacked by a shark or bitten by a shark. It's mm. like, well, that's their home. You're in You're going home. into their home. And what are they going to do? Your food. Exactly. So I feel like if I went into like the old asylum at fucking um, Prospect, is there one in Prospect? Oh, I think there might be one in Prospect. Yeah. The old, oh, one of my friends was always trying to get me there in high school. Mm. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's, there's one thing that I'm not going to be doing and it's doing the white person shit of going into a fucking haunted place. People know is haunted and inviting this into my life. No, thank you. <laughs> Look, as we have established, I am one of the whitest white people known to man. Yes, yes. Um, basically translucent. Uh, look, I would. You I... are one of the ghosts. That's why you feel comfortable <laughs> because you are. They think I you're look one of like them. A ghost. Oh my. They're like, God. oh, look, one of us. One of. Whereas my brown ass goes in there. They're like, hey, you don't belong. What the fuck? And I mean, look. Get the fuck out of here. Also, also, if they're ghosts from like a really long time ago, they're probably racist too. Like, yes, like, exactly. Like, who's this they're all bitch? fucking racist. Yeah, they're all fucking racist ghosts. So why do these ghosts haunt white people? I mean, I know they don't really have a choice because most people of because color aren't going to put themselves in that situation. White people but... are fucking dumb. Have you seen any horror movie <laughs> ever? I have. White people are dumb and horny. Mm-hmm. And ghosts hate that and serial killers hate that and shit happens. Like, unfortunately, my race, we are a bunch of idiots. (laughs) Absolute (laughs) fucking idiots. It is atrocious, Chase. Who says white people don't have culture? Yeah, white people culture is getting, you know, fucked up by ghosts. (laughs) There was um, one of my school camps that I went on. I remember staying in one, what was it? There was, I don't think I've actually told this because we have spoken about seeing ghosts Mm. and I thought that I'd only seen one and then the whole, um, you know, hearing noises and feeling tugs on me and like grabbing. But this one, when I was in primary school, one of the school camps that I went to, we had a back porch on on all of the um, cabins and the door to the back porch was locked, but you could still access it by going around. And it was on a hill and then off the back porch was like a valley and lots of trees because a lot of our school camps when we were younger, they'd just take us to the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Pretty much. They'd be like, all right, trees. There you go. And I remember one of the other kids was saying that her brother went to this camp years before. And obviously now I know it was bullshit, but I was like eight or nine. Yeah. And she was saying that her brother went to the camp a few years before. And then uh, one of the boys was mucking around on the back um patio thing like the what did I say it was before I forgot the word already back porch like yeah like a porch yeah yeah yeah. um I think the story was one of the boys was trying to spy on the girls ew and then there was a ghost that was an old man and he he scared the boy 
and the boy fell off the porch into the valley and died. So they were like, oh my God, there's two ghosts in this exact cabin and it's the ghost of the boy and then the ghost of the old man. I was fucking terrified. Yeah. And because at that point I had already seen a ghost or seen what I assumed was a ghost and what my mother was telling me was the, was a ghost. <laughs> um, so I was there like, holy fuck, this shit's real. And I ended up going around the corner, around the back of the cabin with a couple of the girls to see the rocking horse, the rocking horse, the rocking chair. Mm. Um, and we were like, oh my God, ooh, rocking chair. And then I saw it um, rock by itself and it wasn't windy. Oh. The rocking chair just started rocking. I fucking shat myself. I was out yeah. of there. I was like, boom, straight to the teacher's cabin. Oh, I also would have like, shat myself. There's a ghost. Oh my God. Seriously. I thought I was going to be Dead Boy 2.0 or something. <laughs> Dead Boy 2.0. I was like, it's coming for me next. I should have respected him and not come around to the other side of the porch. Oh my god, Dead Boy 2.0. That's the that's the name of my band. Um <laughs> Emo band, Dead that, Boy 2.0. That wow. That's crazy. I love that. Yeah, I also would have shat myself. Seriously, I get so spooked by the tiniest things. I need to sleep with a fan on or with white noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if I hear any noise like any isolated noise I freak out yeah. I freak yeah, out immediately I freak up I freak out I sit up straight in bed grab the phone turn the torch on and I'm like looking around the room like what was that what was that like fucking usually I grab a weapon yeah I'm like I get a weapon <laughs> usually it's like you know like just some rustling in the trees outside or maybe there's a bug because I live in an old inner west share house so there's cockroaches everywhere. And they're no, fucking huge in Sydney. No matter how clean I keep things. And huntsmen's as well. A lot of spiders. Um, yeah, like the tiniest things fucking fuck me up. And I do yeah, this to too. myself. I will watch <laughs> creepy shit on YouTube until 2am and then try to go to sleep. And have a fucking yeah. nightmare about Slenderman or something. One of my biggest fears and things that things that keep me up at night I've spoken to my therapist about this a lot is home invasions I'm so so scared of there being a home invasion yeah because I think mainly because it's it's someone going into someone's home that's my home and I don't want anyone that doesn't belong in there in there and then and you know the area that I grew up in my house was always getting broken into. Mm. I would legit have at least three break-ins a year. They'd come in. We had an alarm system. We had everything, but they would still come in and take everything. And I haven't had a single break-in since I've been here. I've been here for like 11 or 12 years, which is incredible to me because I'm so used to break-ins. But every little noise I hear at night now, I'm like, oh my God, someone's in the house. They're in here while I'm in here. They're going to fucking kill me. What do I do? Oh my God, they're going to come here. And I'm just... It, I hate it. I hate it. And mm-hmm. when I watch things like, um, not Unsolved Mysteries, what's the other one? Like fucking Forensic Files and stuff where there's a home invasion. I'm like, I can't watch this. <laughs> I just don't like it. It's fucking yeah. one of my biggest fears. And another one of my biggest fears is someone living in the roof. Oh, mate. I'm fucking terrified of that. I hear noises in my roof all the time. I'm pretty sure it's just spiders. Yeah, it could um, be spiders, rats, possums, whatever. But, but it could be a man. My, yeah, exactly. There's a man a living man. in my roof. <laughs> and he's going to come down like, because you hear those, um, you hear those stories all the time about, 
a man living in the roof coming yeah, down people, when no one's home eating the food yeah, and then the family's like, like where's all shit? our food yeah yeah seriously oh, i hate it oh i hate seriously. it so much i'm like <laughs> i'm like i'm actually jittery now and i don't me know too. if you've noticed but i keep looking at me in the webcam yeah. i'm like looking yeah. behind me i'm like is there anything behind me that's oh, what freaks me out too yeah those um slender man and those shows and movies and stuff that have the the murderer in the background of the video oh, I'm like, oh god. my god yeah no I was um I was big into uh Marble Hornets when I was a teenager like so mm-hmm. I watched all of that kind of stuff and I did have nightmares about Slender Man um yeah which is really funny because now I'm friends with someone who was in that series <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah like I do it to myself I seriously do it to myself I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, like not so much that kind of creepy pasta stuff mm. anymore. I, I'm a fucking loser. Okay, I will watch videos of people talking about that stuff. Um, there's this YouTube channel called Nightmind. Um, we're back in uh, Ree's YouTube recommendations, <laughs> uh, and for once, I'm not talking about a political essayist. Um, <laughs> but I watch a lot of this YouTube channel called Nightmind, um, where basically he makes videos about like creepy media and stuff. Mm. I watch those at fucking two in the morning. Okay. I freak Mm -hmm. myself out. I'm not even watching the scary thing. I'm watching someone talk about the scary thing, but I still freak myself out. Why do I do this to myself? I don't know. I'm literally going to go watch more of those videos when we stop recording. I think a lot of it has to do. And also this is why a lot of, I think a lot of women in particular are into, um, not, I hate saying into true crime to the into true crime because mm. it makes it sound so gross. But mm. I think fascinated by yes um, these kinds of things is because it's the same reason that I can handle watching SVU yeah and things like that is that for me in particular I need to know everything and mm. I feel like the more I know the safer I am. Yeah. So if I if I um, read up on all of these horrific things that have happened to other people. I get all the information and then I can use that if I'm in a situation similarly or um, it, it just it just calms me down a bit knowing yeah. that now I know. You know things that have happened, you know what to avoid, you yeah. know, you, you, you just, you're armed with information essentially. Exactly. And that's I, why I, I that. listen I get to those. That. Yeah. I don't like I don't like I don't like the kind of true crime media where it's like, oh, gonna drink some wine with the girlies and uh. make jokes about horrific murders. But like like people that cover mm. the shit respectfully and like like you know, you can make jokes. One of my mm. another YouTube channel that I watch a lot is a YouTube channel called That Chapter, and it is a this guy who talks about horrific murders. He does make jokes, but they are almost always at the expense of Punching the, up, not punching Of the down. murderer. It's very rarely at the expense of the victims themselves. I find a lot of the uh, – we're getting back onto the, into the soapbox here. Um, a lot of the true crime podcasts and stuff that are out is, like you said, a couple of chicks drinking wine, getting drunk and being like not treating the stories with the respect that they deserve. Yeah. Um. Because it's like, they're like, oh my God, tell me more. Oh my God, I can't wait to hear it. Oh my God, tell me more. It's like, okay. But like, 
people have died and mm. they've got family members mm. that have to live through this again and again. And then you're there drinking wine and be and like laughing. And I think there is a, a line and I think there's a balance. Yes. And yes. Actually, I will find, I know Josie was uh, Josie of A Hill to Die On. Was it possibly Josie? Uh, and also one of my other friends, Sadie, both had recently put lists up of podcasts that treat the victims and the crimes as uh, with the respect that they deserve. So I will find that and I will put that up somewhere. Definitely, definitely. When this episode comes out, I reckon retweet that. Yeah, because there's um, nothing yeah. wrong with consuming true crime media. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like fascinated. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be informed. Yeah. You know, like we do have a morbid curiosity. I think yeah, that's exactly. fine. I think, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I don't like punching down though. I, I don't like punching down in any way, but especially not in these kinds of circumstances. When you're getting tattoos of Ted Bundy's teeth imprints, then I think that's a line. Jesus, what? Yeah, I've seen it. No. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. People getting those and people getting tattoos of these murderers, uh, of their portraits and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. not only are you yeah. glorifying the fucking... these people, but yeah. sure, the victims and the family of these victims aren't going to see your leg and, you know, whatever, but people who have been through similar things or have family members who have been through similar things might. And it's just like, well, it's a big red flag. It's a oh, very big yeah. red flag. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been Jason Ree's soapbox. <laughs> I would, I would never, I would never get a tattoo of a real serial killer. No. Um, I have considered getting a tattoo of a fictional serial killer and I am considering Which one? dressing as this person for Halloween. Which one? Patrick Bateman. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I believe that I have spoken before about the fact that I read American Psycho very young, like yes. inappropriately Far young. too young. Thanks, Wendy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, um, I I really like that movie. There is some, there is some horrific stuff that happens in it, but um, mm-hmm. I do think you can um, have a satirical reading of it. Like this guy, he's not being glorified. He's not being portrayed as the hero. He's very clearly yeah. a horrible fucking person um but yeah and also it's just it's a good movie and it's, it's it's very funny at times um so i'm very much considering um uh i basically from my work clothes like i have blazer i have white button up i have you know pants and shoes and stuff basically all i would need is the raincoat some slicked back yeah. hair and a fake axe Easy. And you look, can do that. you can make an axe out of cardboard. If I was there, I would make that for you. Oh, thank you. And look, I will do the whole monologue about Huey Lewis and the news. I'll do it. <laughs> Good, do it. Yeah, I am very much considering it. Um, but yeah, like, I think there is a big difference in consuming like fictional media about this kind of thing and yeah. consuming media about real things that have happened. And you it's know. fine to consume that media again. Like it is we all fine to consume, know. yeah. But we we do need but to be critical of the media that we consume. You know, I went to a um, live show of a true crime podcast a few years ago. Ooh. Um, I won't name it, but it's one of the biggest ones in America, mm. and it was just bizarre because. You sit there and they're like, hey, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
um, today's murder that we're going to be covering is this. And then everyone cheers. And it's like, well, fuck, it's an auditorium full of people cheering for a murder. And it just did not sit right with me. Jesus. I fucking hated it. And after that, I stopped listening to that podcast because it was just like these two rich people on stage getting applause and cheers for talking about the death of, of a child in this case. Oh, God. And JonBenet? No, it was a different one. It was uh. a local one because they thought it would be fun to do local murders. You're kidding me. Holy sh- no. Nah. Yeah, because there's definitely not going to be anyone in the audience that could possibly be personally affected by that or know someone that is. Great idea, guys. Jesus. Exactly. And it was a rather recent, maybe 80s or 90s. Oh. So definitely, yeah. I'm not going to name the podcast. I'm not going to say, like, if you listen to it, you're a piece of shit or whatever. Like, I'm not going to say You can name it to me in private. I will tell you later. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But, yeah, it just did not sit right with me. And... That's horrifying. Maybe if they were like, okay, don't applaud that. Like, you know, you shouldn't be applauding that. And maybe even made, even if they made a light joke about it, like, oh, you shouldn't really be applauding murder. Mm. But they didn't. They were just, they just lapped up the applause and all the, um, the, and I just was like, this is not, this doesn't sit right. It did not sit right with me. I understand loving attention. Uh, It's the whole point of my existence. (laughs) I love attention. We we literally have a disorder, a personality disorder, that means we want attention all the time. Yes. Until we don't. And then just fucking... But you have to know when we do and when we don't. Yeah, you have to read our mind. (laughs) Yeah. God. Oh, my Lord. But yeah, that's... So, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, Do you think... That you would you could ever be a final girl, you know the the concept of final no. girls is the last no. person alive. No, no, I no. don't think that I have the, the drive to stay alive. To fight. oh, it's it's just... it's not even that. I would get targeted very early in the movie because I'm a fuck monster. <laughs> you would end up having sex with a serial killer, thinking it was your boyfriend in a. <laughs> I'd probably be like, like uh, oh no. You'd be like, baby, you're so good today. What's oh, what's gotten into you? And just as you orgasm, the killer would like slash your throat. What a way to go. Honestly. That would be that would, straight up. That would 100% be me. I think you would last longer in the movie than me, but also because you're a person of color, you would get killed. Um, yeah, I would definitely die. Like if we're talking, Unless... if we're talking about slasher rules here, yes. 100% you'd get killed. Um, yep. You would last a little bit longer because you don't drink. And yeah, because you're true. not you're not as much of a fuck monster as I am. Mm-hmm. Like Scream covered this very well. There are rules to how long you're gonna survive the movie. Being a virgin or being like quite innocent, that's a big thing. That is not I'm us. a virgin. I'm a virgin. Yes, but you're a person of colour. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're a virgin. It's true. Yeah. It's I'm true. white. Um, <laughs> so I might, you know, based on that, I could go a bit further. But you are as, a beautiful white person, so you yes. could go further, but yes. you have too much sex. I have too much sex and I drink too much. <laughs> yeah. So the the killer would be like, oh, well, this one's got to go, you know, prob- and I probably would get murdered in some sort of titillating way. Like I'd be naked yeah. or something, you know. At least in a lacy bra and underwear. At least. At least. My God. And I'm always wearing comfortable shoes, so I would be Whereas I'm okay with. I'm always wearing Doc Martens and I have leg problems, so I could not run. <laughs> oh, yeah, my back problems. That would be fucked. Mm. But I just think also, like, in real life, I wouldn't have the drive to... Mm. No. I just think, like, listen, if you're going to go to all these lengths to slasher me, 
go for it. Like, you deserve it. Yeah. And I want to make a point and say this is just slasher movie rules. This is not like, you know, real life shit that we're talking about. Real life shit. Anything can happen to anyone. But we are talking slasher movie rules here. Yes. Yes. I feel, ooh. Hmm. In fact, you know what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to look up that. The rules? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Slasher movie rules. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Oh my god, perfect. Okay, so I've brought up the Scream wiki. Scream has its own Ooh, wiki. Yes, I love that. There movie. are rules. There's rules on how to successfully survive a horror movie, and there's rules for surviving a sequel, and there's rules for surviving the last chapter of a horror movie trilogy. Okay. And there's rules for surviving a remake. Jesus, there's a lot here. Okay, we have a lot to cover, so let's get started. Let's so get cracking. For the first movie, the rules to successfully survive a horror movie are. You may not survive the movie if you have sex. Gone. You're gone. You're already I'm dead. I'm gone. You may not survive the movie if you drink or do drugs. Gone. You're gone. I'm gone. Double dead. Double dead. You may not survive the movie if you say, I'll be right back. Hello? Or who's there? I might say I'll be right back. Mm. Mm. Because yeah. I'm, if I'm going somewhere, I want to let people know. Like, I, I want to let them know I'm not just fucking off. So I mm. might die there. I would not say hello if there's a fucking sound. You know what I say when there's a sound at night? I get my weapon and I say, if I find you, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> so yes, I am saying it to an empty house, but mm. on the off chance that I'm not saying it to an empty house, I want them to know that I will fucking fight. Seriously, the best way to avoid getting killed, I think... Uh, in a lot of situations is you got to be crazy right back at them. Oh yeah. Or like this is, this is like anything like this is like getting raped or assaulted or something. If that happened to me um, and I'm talking by like a stranger on the street, obviously there mm-hmm. are a lot of situations in which someone close to you will do something like that. It's a bit harder to navigate those situations, but let's say I'm walking down the street, new town at night, um, walk into my house and some guy grabs me. Um, you know, do I scream? Or do I start barking at him like a dog? Yeah, that'll do it. I start, I'm going to start barking at him like a dog. Um, you know, I'm going to, if he tries to do anything, I will try and bite his dick off. Um, you know, like. Because then it goes from, oh, I'm going to take this tasty little morsel mm, to, oh, you're a fucking crazy bitch. I, I will, have nothing to do I with you. I will threaten to shit and piss on him. I, If I have anything in the tank, I probably would shit and piss on him. Anything you just be or- like, I have IBS. <laughs> I have IBS. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, just shit like that, you know. I think that's probably how I would deal with that kind of situation. So if someone broke into my house, like, I would just start doing that kind of stuff. Like, I would just start threatening to shit on them. (laughs) What you should do is you should start singing, like, a lullaby really slowly. Like, oh, yeah. Make them feel like they're the one in danger. Marjorie yeah and then like just start scraping your weapon along the wall just they out creep them shit themselves out creep them out creep them you're in control you're in power here yep <laughs> that's been that's our that's our girl boss that's a <laughs> so, girl boss advice how not to get murdered <laughs> oh okay so scream two now, these aren't rules so much as just, like, general statements. So in in a horror movie sequel, body count is always bigger. That's definitely true. So we would both be fucked because if they're going to yeah. kill more people, 
anyone can go. And the death scenes are always much more elaborate with more blood and gore. So do you want to go out in the first movie or in the sequel? I think the sequel would be more memorable and I think I, if I have to go anyway. The sequel would be memorable. But the thing is, like, if I'm getting murdered, I want someone to get it over with and d- done quickly. Just fucking cut my head off. I would also think that mm. in real life. But mm. if we're talking movies, mm. I want people to remember me. I don't want to just be fair. like, oh, That's so-and-so. Fair. You want to yeah. be a memorable character. You want people to be making fan edits of you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, Scream 3. Rules to successfully survive the last chapter of a horror movie trilogy. So this mm-hmm. is a, this is assuming that it's the same killer the whole time. Yes. So what it says is you've got a killer who's going to be superhuman. Stabbing him won't work. Shooting him won't work. Basically, in mm-hmm. the third one, you've got to cryogenically freeze his head, decapitate <laughs> him, or blow him up. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> think. Like, in these horror movies, people are always, like, knocking them out and then walking away. It's like, you've, you've, A, you don't even check for a pulse. B, you're just letting them go without tying them up. Yeah, no shit, they're going to get up and fucking you're going to go, like, oh, my God, they're gone. Of course they are. And then you know what? You fucking deserve it. you got to double tap. you got to double tap. you got to, like, you're, you've got to remove the head. Yeah. That's it. You've got to yeah. remove the head, separate it from the body. Now, in, in a third movie... Anyone can die, including the main character. So if mm-hmm. we have survived up until this point, we are definitely getting nuked in this one. The third one is, the past will come back to bite you in the ass. Whatever you think you know about the past, forget it. The past is not at rest. Any sins you think were committed in the past are about to break out and destroy you. Well, that's fine for us because we don't remember anything in the past. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I don't remember what I did last night. Like, the killer would be, yeah, it's like, we actually don't know what we did last summer. Um, <laughs> but I'm really glad you know, because you can tell us. Honestly, like, seriously, we would make for the most boring, I know what you did last summer movie. Actually, all the most interesting, because yeah, they know what we did last summer, but we don't. We don't. We so we're just piecing it together. So we're just confused the whole time. <laughs> like, oh, remember- we hit a guy with that car. Like, right as we're about to get killed. It's like, the, the killer's like, here, this is what you did. And we're like, oh, oh well, we're we? just going to have to take your word for it. Oh, um, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. Bloody hell. So, yeah, Bloody we wouldn't hell. survive. I don't know. We would not survive horror movies. We would not. I don't think so either. I don't, I don't know if I know anyone that would survive a horror movie. I think Michael would survive by accident. He's just he just bumbles through it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel Maybe like he just sleeps through the whole thing. I feel like our friend Jossie might survive, but that's Jossie's... just because he's very strong. Strong and nice. I think strong, Jossie nice would boy. um compliment the the killer. He would. He would. A hundred percent. And then he start would. showing the killer some uh workouts. Yeah, yeah. Be like, listen, like, that axe you're carrying seems really heavy. Let me just show you some exercises. We to gotta help work on you. your form, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're really gonna hurt yourself if you try and swing an axe at someone like that. Oh my god. Bloody hell. But yeah, pretty much everyone I know just nuked, mm-hmm. gone. We're all gonna fucking die. At least you and die together. Be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we would die together. We would. I think that would be appropriate if we died oh, together. <laughs> you know what would be cute? If what? we like, spent the whole movie running and then 
we end up like huddled in a corner in a closet or something and we know we're going and then we just like hold hands and we're both like <sighs> and just waiting for it and holding hands and it would be so cute that's really gay i love that of course it is everything really- that comes out of my damn mouth is gay <laughs> Oh my god, bloody hell, bloody hell. I'm going to check to see if I've got any more. I think I went through all of the good ones. I was going to ask if we did have anything else. Um, I do have one that is someone's ex- someone knows someone who has ex- has experienced a cult. Oh, what? Yes. Holy shit. They have said cults are a funny joke sometimes, but also scary as shit. Not only for those vulnerable to entering them, but the generational trauma that it causes. My ex was the child of parents who came together because of the cult they were a part of, and the trauma that he experienced as a result had a long-lasting effect on him, me, and others. If you know someone who seems to be getting into something you see as a cult, treat them kindly and gently to support their rescue and save the generational trauma. The safest way to save a friend from an MLM slash cult is to continue to be there for them. Aww. That's very true. That is very true. We joke a lot uh, about how we would be in cults and stuff, but I think that's very much a, um, uh, what's the word for it? Defense mechanism. Yeah. And also we're making them at our own expense. Yes. Like I I know. I wouldn't tell those jokes about someone else, but I'll tell them about myself. No. (laughs) But I think also it makes me feel um, like I'm doing something to protect myself Mm. or I don't know. It's a weird brain thing for me. It's like, yes, I know I would get sucked into it because I like to feel like I belong. And Jace, I know that if – I know that I would. Everything's a weird brain thing for you. Yeah, well, when you're a <laughs> brain. But, yeah, I think I think we have firmly established uh, in the past that you would join a cult and I'd probably be the leader of a cult. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I would be super susceptible to joining a cult. Like, I know that yeah. one of the things that they do is love bomb you. Yeah. Um, they make you feel like you belong and stuff like that. And knowing me as a person, that does sound like the kind of thing that I'd go for. But once again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be a follower. Like, yeah, I'd exactly. be like, no, 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 no. No, just because, no, you're giving me love and attention. Cool. Um, I want to be the center of attention. <laughs> So that's not going to work for me. Thank you. I feel like at that point, though, you wouldn't be able to get out. They would just oh yeah you. oh for sure but for sure. I I do get what you're saying there. Mm. I am an Aries, and I've always <laughs> been told that I am stubborn and that I always want to be in control, and that's yes. true. But I think oh, my control yeah. comes from a point of anxiety. Yes, me too. So if me too. there's a way for the control to be taken away from me, but in a safe way, so that like I don't have to make choices, I think mm. that's something that would appeal to me but also you never know unless you are in that kind of situation yeah how you're gonna react yeah exactly. and it's the same thing when you see um people who are grieving a lot mm. of uh true crime true crime sleuths like to be like oh that person's suspicious because they're not grieving the way that i think they should grieve but like you don't know how you're going to act unless you're in that situation grieving is really complicated um yeah I have had four big deaths in my life mm-hmm. over the past year and a half. Um, my my stepmother, um, a close friend, my cat. Those two were in the same week. Um, and R.I.P. My, Stumpy. R.I.P. Stumpy. And R.I.P. My gra- having ghost cat sex. You know, <laughs> ghost cats. 
or live cats. And then, maybe you can come and fuck my cat. Uh, anyway. And then also my grandfather, <laughs> who passed away like a month and a half ago. <laughs> Thank you for talking about fucking ghost cats, though. Um, You're welcome. But yeah, it is a pretty... It's not a linear process. Uh, mm. It's going to look different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like it's complicated. And it really does annoy me that people are like, oh, you're not grieving mm-hmm. properly. What is grieving properly? And it's not just per per- like from person to person mm. grieving differently. It's from person to the person that you've lost can be completely different. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much you love them or in what capacity you love them. You can grieve in different ways. Uh, like, I, when one of my boyfriends passed away, he, I cried immediately. As soon as I found out, I cried. And that was immediate. I was just a mess. And I had to go home from work. And I couldn't speak. Every time I tried to talk to someone, I was crying. But when my auntie died... And I loved her as much as I like in a different capacity, obviously, but I loved her as much as I loved my, my ex. I didn't cry for, I don't think I ever cried. Mm. And I was so sad. I was upset and especially upset because my family didn't tell me. I yeah. found out um, from a Facebook post Oof. that a family member made saying um, the, the service was lovely we um, we were there representing me. They said that they were there representing me. And I was like, I had no idea. That's how I found out. That's but, fucked up. Yeah. That's horrifying. Um, but I didn't cry, even though I was absolutely devastated. Jesus. I felt hollow and empty. Yeah. But I didn't cry. And then when another friend of mine passed away a few years ago, I... Um, Hmm. Took me a while to cry. Yeah. So, and I was still like joking and posting shit posts on Twitter. You don't know how, there's no such thing as the perfect grieving. No such yeah. thing. And yeah. you just need to just fucking shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, One of my favorite movies, um, and this should not surprise anyone because I am a girl boss, uh, is Gone Girl. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Of course I love Gone Girl. Um, And yeah, I remember um, they made a big point about the fact that the husband um, seemed suspicious because... Uh, at a photo op for like, um, you know, like this, this like uh, fucking press conference type thing, like, oh, help find my wife. Like he smiled in a photo that someone took of him. Everyone's like, oh, he's guilty. Mm. Look, he's fucking smiling. And it's like, he was fucking nervous as shit. He didn't know what to do. That is an incredibly awkward and weird situation to be put mm-hmm. in, to be holding this fucking press conference being like, help find my wife. Like... I don't know. I there is no right or wrong way to have emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like as long as you're not hurting anyone, like yeah. And not to mention neurodi- neurodivergence. Oh yeah. Like an autistic person is going to mm. grieve in a completely different way to an allistic person. Yeah. It's just how it is. Yeah. And it's fucking pretty ableist, honestly, yeah, to say that fucked. someone's not 
exhibiting emotions in a way that you find acceptable? I process things very weirdly, extremely Mm -hmm. weirdly. You've had to deal with that. Um, (laughs) um, As much as I'm a very outward person, um, as people would know from listening to this podcast, like I'm a loud piece of shit. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very talky. But when I'm going through something, the way that- off. I shut mm-hmm. down. I completely shut off. Jace will have to message me being like, are you alive? <laughs> and that's all I want because I know yeah. that's how you deal with things. I just yeah. need to know you're alive. Like, exactly. Exactly. But like, And I'm that, not going to force you to speak because I know no, that's not productive. No, of course. But like other people are going to process that completely differently. Other people are going to want to talk to their friends more if they're going through something. Mm-hmm. Like, I get a lot of anxiety about being a burden. I think that's one of the reasons why I shut down. Um, I'm like, I need to process this by myself. And, like, it works sometimes. Um, But, yeah, like, other people aren't necessarily going to be like that. So, yeah, I think it is just a bit weird. It's a bit ableist. It's a bit – it's just a bit yucky when people are like that, you know. And I think it comes from people wanting to be armchair detectives, which I get. I love Mm. solving a mystery. Yes. But a lot of people, I think, forget there's real people involved. It's not just a fucking um, kit that you do with a fake story with your friends and a glass of wine. It's it's not a whodunit fucking Miss Marvel episode. It's Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Because I watch a lot of, like, creepy shit on YouTube, um, there's this company – that sponsors a lot of them and does ads for them. It's called Hunter Killer. Have you ever heard of this? Is that the one where they send you out a thing and you solve the mystery? Yeah, or? they send yeah. you out. It's like a box thing. I kind of really want to do that at some point. Like, that I think, would be fun. Like, that would be fun because it is completely fictional. And, mm-hmm. like, you – I feel like that's a good way to kind of, like – do things like that like oh I get to I get to play detective because like there aren't mm-hmm. any real stakes and it's fun yeah. you know and there is a definite answer to the the to you know yeah. solution to the puzzle how do you feel about escape rooms I honestly don't know how I would fare in one I would either have the time of my life or have a gigantic panic attack there is no in between <laughs> yeah I'm very um I don't want to do an escape room. I don't mm. want to be in an escape room mainly because I guess like even though I know that I'm not stuck in there, I think my brain would be like, you're stuck, you can't get out and mm. it would send me into panic mode. Mm. And another thing is I think I would enjoy figuring out how to get out, but I would want to do it on my own with no one looking and oh. I don't want other people there. Don't get in my space. Yeah. No. And if I make a mistake, I don't want people to know. Mm. Um it just, yeah, I don't want a timer. I don't want anyone to look. I don't want anyone to be there. I just want to do it all myself and then be like, hey, I did it. But and be like, yeah. I'm the best. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that very much. Yeah, I I can get pretty claustrophobic mm-hmm. at times. Um, so I, I think that, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I I would like to try one at some point. Um, and I know that you do have the option to just like, if you're clearly freaking out, they'll just let you out, yeah. which is fine. But then also I'd feel bad. I'd be like, I wasted my fucking money. 
Yep. Why did my brain have to do the thing that it does? <laughs> and then if you go with other people, you're like, oh, I ruined the experience. For oh, right. And that's so much guilt. Oh. And then you're the shitty friend and you exactly. ruined everyone's Exactly. And then you're like, like oh, oh, I can't invite them to the escape room again. Yep. Bloody hell. <laughs> Let's make our own escape room. <laughs> what would be in our escape room, Jace? Um, nothing math related. Where nothing math related. God, no. I'd be fucked. Um, maybe like pun related um, clues. <laughs> I do like that. I'm I'm picturing like I'm picturing like an old kind of like manor study. Yes. I was yeah. I was about to say an old den. Mm, mm. First very, thing I would do. Very clue the movie actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, first thing I would do: press all the walls for secret panels. Yes. And then go straight for the cigar box, which you know is in the drawer. You know it's there. You know it's there. There's always a cigar box in the drawer. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. You got to check that place. I would be checking. I don't know why, but I feel like I would go to check every single light fixture. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And any on them and yeah, and any light switches in the room. See mm-hmm. if they see if you press them and it does anything else. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Or if you can pull it out of the wall. Yeah. 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 Imagine us just dismantling the escape room and we're oh, like, we're just no, gonna... we're finding clues. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're breaking it. We're, it apart. we're just wrecking everyone's shit. We would a hundred percent do that. We would, we would manage to colossally fuck it up. I think It's because I think both of us are overthinkers. Mm. So we would think that, it, that the escape room was a lot more complicated and try and like, pull fixtures out of the walls yeah like, there must be something behind here and they're like hey over the megaphone intercom yeah. we assure you there's nothing behind there please stop <laughs> destroying our set please stop destroying <laughs> well that's exactly what someone who didn't want us to get out of an escape room would say so i think exactly. they will continue destroying your set <laughs> we're actually geniuses we are so fucking smart oh my god well jace you know what i think what is it i think that is a good note for us to end on with us hypothetically escaping an escape room by actually breaking through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would like to know mm. is even though I decided that the best way to process heartbreak was to fuck a greasy man from Bankstown, do you still like me? <laughs> Well, as the saying goes, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Hey. So I cannot fault you for that. <laughs> of course, I still like you. Thank you. My question for you is, Re, even though I made you think about your dead cat having ghost sex with my live cat, <laughs> do you still like me? You're hanging on by a thread. No, <laughs> no, I, I love you dearly. <laughs> Yay. Thank oh, you. You are welcome. And to all of our listeners, we hope you have an incredible Halloween if you celebrate. Which you should, um, or I will come to your house and haunt you. Go trick-or-treating. You're never too old. Exactly. And um, wear a raincoat in case a guy comes at you with a uh, water-filled fill- ice cream bucket well i mean if i do the patrick bateman costume i'm gonna have hey, a you're prepared. on anyway Lassie, I'm smart. <laughs> also if anyone dresses up for halloween obviously please yes. show us we want photos your we will make a um 
post, a slideshow post thing with Love everybody's it. Halloween costumes. Love it. Yes. Uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. This has been another episode of Do You Still Like Me? A podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DYSLMPod. And you can also contact us at DYSLMPod at gmail.com. You can find me, Ree, on Instagram and Twitter at Remansel. And you can find Jace on Instagram at jace.cordova and on Twitter at jacecordova. Thanks for listening.